It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He is a misogynist, that he is homophobic, that he is uh, racist, and that he can't, that he mismanaged a, a, a coronavirus pandemic. How he kowtowed to Vladimir Putin, he cozied up to Kim Jong-un, he alienated us from our allies, he put children in cages, he villainized the, the free press, he hit his tax returns, he tear-gassed peaceful protesters, he pardoned all his criminal buddies, he extorted Ukraine, he misled us about COVID, he dismantled the pandemic response team, he dismantled healthcare, he called neo-Nazis very fine people, he hired a, a never-ending parade of imbeciles. He Russia about national security, you know, just, just undermining our national security, you know, the impeachment, um, the racism, the Nazis, all of it. <laughs> he left the toilet seat up. He, he left the car with no gasoline in it. He got uh, Pluto decertified as a planet. There's nothing this piece of crap didn't do. My God, there's nothing he didn't do. We showcased it for you for the last four years, America. Welcome to the Burn Barrel uh, Podcast, you idiots, by the way. You're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Alice is in trouble. The dogs are in trouble. The kids... We're all in trouble. They are very, very disappointed in us. Our betters on the coast, the elites in the country are very, very disappointed. They've been trying to show you for four years how bad this guy is. They hated him from the beginning. They hated him from the beginning. So they gleefully took every single news item that they could find, whether benign or serious or half serious or completely vapor or fabricated totally, they packaged it up for you <laughs> and they tried to make you see, they tried to make you see, they know that you're not capable of the intellectual heft that they are, they know that, but still they tried to make you see, but you were too stupid to see. Four years, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Conan O'Brien, uh, Jimmy Fallon, for four years, they put the keys to their funny machine away, parked it and mothballed it so they could spend time explaining to you how serious this was. And once in a while, they'd use humor to, to dunk a little bit, bit so they could see how terrible the, the, the president was. You know, whatever it took, whatever it took. I have to say, I'm very Joe Biden definitely did better than Hillary Clinton. He was able to uh, pick up the sexist vote, but he didn't do as well among racists, so... There you go. It's a joke in the punchline. It's racist. So, so he's willing to couch in terms for you how bad the president is in what is seemingly comedy. In other words, he'll call the president explicitly racist and the applause sign will go off and that will count as a joke. He's happy to. Whatever it takes, please, please just let the, let the message get into you somehow. I understand. They know that you're too stupid to be just told or explained to how bad this president is. So sure, they'll manufacture something resembling a joke. Sure, they'll drive it home with SNL because they know some of you are mouth-breathing idiots who probably work for a living and have one or, Jesus, ugh, maybe two jobs. 
And so you need to be talked to. They have to get down on one knee and talk down to you. And they'll say, okay, they're too stupid to understand it. So let me put this hand puppet on, like uh, <laughs> like Sherry, whatever, with Lammy, whatever that thing was, <laughs> so that you understand it. You know, so we'll, we'll have entire SNL, SNL skits now that are all about, look how stupid Trump is and evil and bad. We tried to show you again and again. Why did you do this to us on election night? Why did you do this? Why did you disappoint us on election night? We've been working overtime, these elites who are millionaires. And, you know, from millionaires to just condescending neighbors in upscale towns like Wellesley, Massachusetts, with lawn signs. For years, they took out the, their lawn signs weren't for them. They were for you, you dummies who have to work for a living, who, who spend your time having extra jobs, extra gigs in the weekend, driving Uber. You idiots who have to would get into fields like nursing, where God, you have to deal with human beings and pain and patience and witness ugly things and like that. For you schmucks who do construction for a living or are dumb and have to be a cop, you know, who who yeah, fine, you do enough details and you get to have a place in Lake Winnipesaukee and maybe open a bar in Key West someday, someday, you know, if, if you're lucky enough. We tried to tell you, tried to show you stupids. How dumb this guy was because you were too obstinate the first time because you hated Hillary Clinton because you're sexist, obviously. We know that about you. And you've disappointed us. And Jimmy Kimmel is mad at you. They're all mad at you. And by the way, this is freaking delicious. This is so wonderful. It is so wonderful. The fact that all this time, all this, all these efforts, they kept – but. They're your betters. They're more important than you. You watch the Oscars. You watch them get out of cars and walk on a rug. And you watch them <laughs> in stand in vacuous uh, little, uh, you know, um, in, in photo sprays, uh, preening in front of you. You're supposed to know that they're better than you. And you don't listen to what they say. They spend time in the Golden Globes <laughs> telling you how bad Trump is and and, and blushing and crying and saying, well, now we're going to stand up. Now, finally, we are fighting back and we're doing – they've shown you how good they are and you didn't freaking listen on election night. Oh, and especially, by the way, you Hispanics, Chicanos, no, 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 no. Especially those those of you Chicanos, by the way, who are Mexican-Americans, if you didn't know else. Okay. That's what that means. I looked it up today. So I didn't wouldn't get in trouble because I was written in a news story and I said, Are you allowed to use that word? That's what that means. Oh, so, okay. Uh Chicanos who are in, you know, they're well they're well they're now that word is now extinct. They're now I called, know Cubans are now whites. Right. Well that's exactly what Chicanos <laughs> are. So Cubans are whites. Chicanos are now also whites because they in Arizona voted for Donald Trump in large part. And that is not good. Not good. So bad. That is bad. And you've already heard uh, what's her name who said who said the Fifty Cent was black and so he wasn't allowed to do Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler, yeah, you were, were not allowed to do that. So just so you know, you've all lost your uh, melatonin or whatever that is. You're now all white. Your melanin card is you, gone. Exactly. So you're now white, a wretched oppressor like me, who's who's now just a bigot. So Fifty Cent and uh, Ice Cube. And um, Lil Bump or whoever that is, <laughs> Lil Pump, yeah, right? And all and all of you uh, Cuban uh, folks who dared vote for Donald Trump, um, yes, you're all white supremacists now. So that's just that, and that's what it is. And there will be a lot of jokes now. Slowly they'll start, but it'll be mainstreamed, where you will be the butt of the jokes, and the joke will be you, a politician idea they don't like. And the punchline is, you're a white supremacist. And the applause <laughs> sign will go on, and there will be people clapping for it, and it won't be funny. But it's meant to teach the rest of the holdouts that no one is safe, and you will be punished for this. But let's get right to... Right. Can I add okay. one thing? Is that what's incredible about this is that, do they not understand that they're rewarding us? Because this is, like... It doesn't matter who wins the presidency now. I get the benefit of Trump winning the presidency without even knowing who won yet, which was the right. whole benefit of Trump winning was to make the blue checks on Twitter freak out again because that was what was so amazing about 2016. And they're doing it now whether or not he wins. So it's, you know, like we might not even have to endure four more years of insane tweeting to right. get this reaction from them. They might just do it all the time now. Yes. No, it, and they will, and because they'll never, they'll never get it. Uh, some will get it. But Michael Moore has understood it for like six yes. years and has been falling on deaf ears, complaining about this. Exactly. No, he absolutely gets it, and it's just, it, your neighbors in Wellesley. 
they won't get it. Because so, they're the, the people who on the street will be most angry at you. Those are the people who will use a proxy symbol now to, you know, weigh judgment on you. Now it's the masks right now. For the next, you know, two months it'll be the masks mm-hmm. right now. But they're the most angry. They have, These are not people who would ever, ever have gaudy lawn signs ever. And they have, you know, swallowed their pride over the last four years. And deface their own lawns with lawn signs showing you how noble they are, but really instructing you at how ignoble you are and how uh, dishonorable you are because you don't have that lawn sign, because you don't believe that all lives matter mm-hmm. and you don't believe that hate has no home here. And they've they've done all this thing. They've had to mow the lawn, mow around it. They've had to mow, push the lawnmower, take their hands off the lawnmower so the lawnmower then has, stops. The engine turns off. They've had to go pick up the lawn sign. Put park it against the wall, mow that area, go grab the lawn sign, put it right back. That's a pain in the ass. It's somebody who mows the lawn about a fifth as much as I should. I think they may have their landscapers do it in a lot of cases. Oh, that's a good point, actually. I didn't think of that. They're landscapers, right. They haven't had to encounter the lawn sign mostly. Exactly. They're landscapers who, by the way, it's fine when their landscapers are using leaf blowers at 7.15 in the morning. When their neighbors are using leaf blowers at 7.15 in the morning, that is not fine. And they're happy to call because they don't want the uh, they don't want the guy who's the landscaper who might be actually a Latino person. Uh, nope, they're white now. Right, they're, their landscapers now they're, are white well, now. Now they are. All landscapers are Trump fans, as far as I know. Can you imagine being a landscaper and it's like nine in the morning and you're out there just trying to do landscaping in summer and having somebody call the town or cops on you because you're making noise. But you're just doing that because you want to be able to do that stuff while it's cooler out, not burn to death in the sun. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Myla Nixon Ward, uh, you know, Hamilton next door, <laughs> who's got a 17 PhDs and 86 pronouns on her Facebook profile. She is put out by having to see, to hear that. It's uh, ear pollution. Anyway, I'm getting off on a, a tangent from a tangent. <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is mad. They're all mad at us. And that's the upside of this election. I know. I know, and Alice is going to talk about the X's and O's and where we are in a, in a few. I know that every that people are still upset, and we're watching in a lot of people's eyes. And I'm certainly getting I'm a little more sensitive to what I'm seeing now than I have been. Every hour in the past twenty four hours, I'm told something is extremely normal that I'm wondering, like, wait a second, it should should really be people have. Copy paper boxes full of ballots, like running into polling places. <laughs> Should guys be, you know, nullifying both ballots and just like chucking them aside? I'm like, okay, I'm not believing everything I'm seeing, but I'm believing some stuff I'm seeing. And well, this year, more than ever, if ever somebody's going to cheat, it's this year. Pam Bondi had to get a court order to go and observe the counting as an attorney for the Trump campaign in <clears throat> Philadelphia. She yeah. had to get a court order. They wouldn't let Trump's lawyers in. I mean, that's just wild to me. Just what? Right. what's wrong with letting them watch if it's all fine, you know? And for a bunch of people who say they're trying to unify the country and uh, really they really want to shore up trust in our democratic institutions and people's trust in the vote counts mm-hmm. and to make sure that we all believe the results of the election, unlike the last four years when a certain group of people refused to believe the results of the election. Um they really don't want anybody to see what they're doing, which, you know, you would think you would want the world watching you count votes if you, mm-hmm. if you were all about, like, trust and democracy and stuff. Why are you booting lawyers out of the building? It just doesn't – it doesn't look good. And I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but, you know, a little transparency and a little – explanation and a little goodwill would go a long way here to winning over some of the people who do not trust you. I don't know why on earth Trump fans wouldn't trust this group of people after the last four years, but, um, but they don't trust you. So, you know, there, there are things that election officials in these hotly contested states could do to prove, uh, that, you know, they're on the up and up and they're just not doing them so that it's upsetting, but, um, that's where we are as a country. And um, and I have to say, I'm like discouraged by the way that the, the election officials and the counters and everybody are, are behaving in places like Philadelphia and Detroit. And I, I'm not that I expected much different, but I'm upset about the 
the disingenuous responses to Trump being upset about it. You know, it's like the Kavanaugh thing. Like, well, we just accused you of being a rapist. Why are you reacting this mm-hmm. way? My goodness. Like, so we're just kicking your lawyers out of the polling place. Why are you why are you saying we're trying to steal an elect? You, you sir, are undermining trust in our democracy. Right. And That's this is so a matter. In, yes. And this has is more flexible and fluid than usual. And we'll get back to all that stuff. Um, it, because this is good versus evil. You don't seem to understand that. And obviously you can't on this level, on the municipal level, you can't understand that, which is why we've invaded the culture to have your cultural betters explain to you what's right and what's wrong. And hopefully this time you listen because apparently, hopefully next time you listen because apparently this time you didn't and that is no good. I have to say I'm very happy and relieved that we. it looks like we're finally sending this monster back to Mar-a-Lago. But I'm also, I, uh, yes, go ahead. I'm also shocked that it was this close. How could, I mean, we reunited the cast of every movie and TV show ever made to win this election. We went out of our way. All of your superiors in Hollywood, we're in show business. The, 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 the cast from Dawson's Creek got together on a Zoom meeting for you and told you to vote for Biden. You didn't listen to them. They were really cool at one time. They don't have to do that for you. You know, we had Mark <laughs> Hamill out there several times. He actually had to say the freaking words, with me the force be with you. He had to do that for you. And you didn't appreciate what he did for you in the Happy Days cast, all three remaining members. Don't forget so, the West Wing, the West right, Wing the, reunion. West Wing, which was simply a, a documentary of the Clinton administration, <laughs> which, I mean, those people, what they've done for you already, and you didn't listen? We're so much better than you, and we did this. We're the same people who, who deigned to phone bank for you after 9-11. Even us, even us felt that maybe, maybe that was a, well, either middle of the road or negative expression against the United States. But it, we phone banked for you after 9-11. Remember that? Hi, this is Brad Pitt. How much would like would you like to donate? We did that for you, and this is what we get. We did so much for you. It is unimaginable to me that close to half of American voters saw what this man has done to this country. Unimaginable. I can't even imagine it. I can't imagine it. You saw all the badness. I can't. Can you imagine that you saw this? To me, I can't even get my mind around it. Over the last four years, how he kowtowed to Vladimir Putin. He cozied up to Kim Jong-un. He alienated us from our allies. He put children in cages. He villain. The the most beautiful thing is is Katarina Putin, Kim Jong Un, um, children in cages, and all these things that they're going through. Mm-hmm. First of all, nobody in this guy's level have any clue had any clue before Trump what the what the etiquette was um, or protocol was in dealing with Putin or uh, Kim Jong Un or in you know before Trump got there, Kim Jong Un was uh, lighting nukes off over Japan. You know, and um, and we gave uh, Putin a uh, restart button under Hillary uh, Clinton. Under he was our ally. Remember, of course. Remember, oh, telling Mitt Romney, oh, the eighties called. They right. want their foreign policy back. Ha ha. Exactly, or the kids in cages thing, which is not a good policy, by the way, but it, which is congressionally mandated, and also had to do with the courts, kids in cages thing. They're following the laws written by your legislators, and you didn't give a flying f when they were writing those laws. You know, so they're just discovering these things. But the, the the fact is that they didn't bother to learn about these. They were too excited to take these issues without knowing anything about them, whatsoever, whatever, and saying, okay, liberal uh, uh, media influencer, this is terrible, right? And the media influencer says, yes, it's terrible. It's unorthodox. It's new. It can't be the normal. It's unforeseen before in history. Okay, then I am pissed off. Now let me run over to, you know, poor bloke working two jobs, knocking his door and say, now do you see? I know you didn't believe me before just because I have a, a, a drive a Lexus and, and I have a better house than you. That should have told you I know more than you, but that didn't. But so fine. Now do you see? Now do you see? So they just take these things. They don't care. Generic story number one, Trump evil. Generic story number two, Trump evil. Generic story number three, Trump evil. They take all these and they don't even they don't even care. They list them off like laundry, the laundry list of things. The, the free press, he hit his tax returns, he tear-gassed peaceful protests. He hit his tax returns. I believe he's under audit. Oh, I don't even care if he's under audit. Who gives a flying horse bleep who hid what tax returns? Nobody really cares about that. 
Nobody cares. What the Jimmy Kimmel's tax returns or Trump's tax returns? Trump hit, hit his tax returns right in front of people, and he lied about it. He said, uh, "Well, first he said I'm going to show you my tax returns. Lie. Perfectly politician thing to do, you know. Except mm-hmm. his was just in your face. And then he said, "I'm on a audit. I can't do it. Right? He's lying. Who cares about his tax returns? Who? No, I don't. Who cares about line item C8 and whether that can be, you know, d- deducted from from line 84B and whether there's another allowance in there for? I can cares? tell you that if he released all, them, all they know, all they care about." Is that hopefully those tax returns tax returns show that he's an evil son of a bitch? That's that's all that matters. They don't know. Well, he doesn't care. I don't. Who cares that he paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes? Nobody actually cares about that stuff. That's nobody's kitchen table issues. If your life is awesome, and you've got you know a, a lot a driveway that features a Lamborghini, but not solely a Lamborghini, then maybe your life is so good that something like that other guy's tax return might bother you. But it's not a, a kitchen table issue. Well. Of course, it's not really a kitchen table issue, but I think if he had released his tax returns, you would have seen exactly what you saw with the Mueller report, which also nobody really cared about. But um, you would have seen the same thing where a bunch of people would have immediately become experts on tax policy and known all kinds of crazy ins and outs about what Trump deducted in 2007. And, you know, everybody would be reading with a fine tooth comb, you know, you're Liberal friends in town with you would be sitting down with a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon and a stack of Trump's tax returns to read them on a Friday night so they would know the latest in their scandal conspiracy theory, which is exactly the same thing as QAnon before the left. That's like what it is. They know the whole cast of characters of the Russia hoax and this and that and Justice Kennedy's son's bank. But they don't know. All all they know is that he's an evil SOB Mm -hmm. and anything... Anything that crosses the transom, any bit of news or information at all, no matter how benign, is rewrapped immediately and considered state's evidence number one, number two, number three, for no reason. And it's unfounded. The Melania Trump put a jacket on that said, I don't really care, do you? Oh, my God, she meant about dying kids or hurricane victims or the Holocaust or who knows. what. We know that it's the most monstrous thing in the world. Look at the jacket. Yep, it's a jacket. Some kid mowed the lawn in front of Trump. Son of a bitch. You know what that yeah, we all know what that means. We all, <laughs> and then they, they then they say, of course. And now his fan, obviously, his fans are filthy racist. We already know, and they build off these notions that they have, or should just simply build off the core belief that he, they hate him and he's evil and he's bad because they have to have some kind of moral, um, it, some kind of uh, moral uh, structure and um, equilibrium out there. And they pick the most evil one, the most easy one, which is simply that they're really good, he's really evil, and that's it. And sure, they'll throw little p- things out there to show you that he is, but you should just know that. But so that's why all these issues. He pardoned all his criminal buddies. He ex- Can you imagine a president pardoning all his criminal buddies? Can you imagine that? My God, never happened before, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus, nope, never. Mark Rich. And that is, it is a presidential custom to pardon your, quote, criminal buddies in this case all of some of his buddies shouldn't have been criminals they're busting process crimes because it's horse bleep muller stuff stored ukraine he misled us about covid he dismantled the pandemic response look at all these things well he did all these things why don't you get it why don't you get why don't you get it because you're not saying anything that means anything misled us about we all saw what he said about covid we all saw mm-hmm. it the fact that you consider it malicious misleading team he dismantled health care he called neo-nazis the guy before dismantled healthcare, my friend Jimmy Kimmel. The guy before, remember you cried, remember? The guy before dismantled healthcare, sweeping healthcare reform. As a matter of fact, uh, the only reason Obamacare is not as terrible as it was in the Obama administration is because now Trump is running it. You know, which is a point that I think gets um, overlooked an awful lot. Is it? Uh, Obamacare under Obama was a horror show and it's improved a lot since Trump took it over. You know, I I mean, 
I don't know. Can't very argue with fine results. People. He hired a, a net called racist, very fine people, of course, which he didn't do. But that's fine. It's so close to him having said that, that that's too appetizing. Just make it. He called them very fine people. Just make it that. It's fine. We all agree that he said that, right? Yeah, we all agree. Whatever it takes, man. Never-ending parade of imbeciles. He lied, he lied, he lied, and then he lied some more. He is a liar and a cheat who wants them to stop counting thousands of legitimate votes. And almost half of us are apparently okay with that. Half of us want to keep it going for four more years. Just because you've... <laughs> just because you're hysterical in your heart and intellectually <laughs> lazy and pre present to us a a flimsy case where your emotions are overflowing and your anger is coming out of your face as you're handing this to us. You're saying, look at this piece of garbage I'm handing you. I am upset. This is the proof. You never bothered to vet the proof. You're just trying to, because we're not buying your argument because you're a hysterical idiot. You're saying, well, then now you have to buy it. See, now I've got legitimate <laughs> reasons why. And we're looking at that and we're saying, no, you're still an idiot holding a bunch of crap now. <laughs> And it doesn't occur to them that the whole reason half of us want to keep the Trump thing going is because exactly of rants like this it is because you cannot uh, buy entertainment. Well, like that's this. the second half of it, because sometimes they say the truth. What more did Donald Trump have to do to show us that he's insane and not fit to lead this country? I feel like I overestimated the American people. Oh, that's right. That's what it comes to. I think that's what's called saying the quiet part out loud. Right. So, so, and I didn't want to have to say this, says Jimmy, but I feel like I overestimated you. I thought that had I talked to you for four years and had a decidedly <laughs> freaking morbid show for four years where we spent half the show yelling, sometimes crying over how what a bastard Donald Trump is, and the other half just dunking on him. Yeah, he's an idiot, and his, and his fans are stupid. Well, you know what? It didn't work on you, and so this is more about you. We tried, tried to make, we tried to couch all of our Trump hate into funny little quips so that you'd be inspired to turn against him. Finally. Here's the bottom line: Donald Trump is going to serve another term. We just don't know whether it will be in Washington or in prison yet. And yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So there you go. That's exactly right. That's as far as we have to think. That's a great, that's a great, uh, you know, that's a, a great sloganeering piece of uh, humor, I guess. I mean, and that's that's right. So there we go. We let we kept. That's all we have to. That's as deep as we have to think. Kids in cages, uh, Ukraine, Putin's puppet, the the North Korean guy. Uh, he's mean, sexist, rape. He bragged about sexual assault. Exactly. Happy bags about sexual assault. Yeah, that's, a, that's all we have to think. That's a... um, And they really think that he will go to prison. They thought that oh, yeah. he was going to go to prison and Junior was going to go to prison for a long time with the Mueller stuff. And they were convinced that Mueller had some like long game plan with SDNY. I'm telling you, this is as elaborate as QAnon. And they really think like there's a whole bunch of people out there that think like the whole reason Trump wanted to win reelection is because being the president makes you immune to prosecution for your crimes. And that if he's not elected, he knows he's going to jail for a long time. So he like really needed to win reelection to keep himself out of jail. So that's like their whole thing. Like, they really think that. Like, this is the equivalent of, like, mm -hmm. if a Fox News host was talking about, like, Q and trust the plan and stuff. It's right. just wild that they actually think this. Oh, yeah. No, I, I knew back in the very early 90s, I knew a girl that me and uh, – she was a girl then. Me and she, she, I think, still was a girl. But we went to a high school with this uh, young lady, and, and she went away to, like, um, Oxford or something in England – and, of course, after mm -hmm. a semester, of course, was dating her professor and, of course, had an English accent because, of course, she was going to um, after a <sighs> semester. And and um, she was saying in her English accent, um, <laughs> it was, this was a good Winchester liberal. This is how they were in Winchester, how they are now. Now they're all parents and now, they're, now they've got Black Lives Matter signs in the yard. So anyway, she said that uh, she we said, uh, so, uh, like, um, I don't know how we got into politics, but my brother was, like, fine. He was more apolitical than I was. I was kind of a George H.W. Bush guy. I mean, compared to Clinton, I couldn't. And she and we said, like, something, we got on the subject of George H.W. Bush. Mm -hmm. She said, I think he should bleep, be bleeping shot. I said, what? He said, he should be shot. He should be shot for war crimes, for what he did to the uh, to the Iraqis over oil. It was all over oil. 
This is somebody from Winchester, Massachusetts, by the way. I know I sound like more mm-hmm. Dol- Dolores or Reardon than somebody English. But, uh, yeah, it was like but, Irish, right. Scottish, something was happening so, there. Uh, but uh, Dolores or Reardon would probably agree. But, but she, but so her whole feeling was that yeah, because the Kuwait, the battle to liberate Kuwait was over oil. And the mm-hmm. president was saying it was for democracy and this and that. And and so she, he should be shot. He should be shot. And you know, it, it, to me at that point, I thought, wow, that's pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh. Uh, you know, he, he was just trying to. The, there was a, a, a treaty, and the Iraqis invaded Kuwait, and they weren't allowed to. So we kicked them out, and a lot of them died during war. But I was nineteen at the time, you know, and I learned a little bit later. And you know, she's right in a sense that it was a war for oil, like a good sixty-three percent of the wars are in the yeah. last hundred years. Yeah. Yes, resources are what cause wars. Resources and territory yeah. and riches and you know that's what well, happens. And especially, and so no, no, I didn't hold on to forever that it was about demo- building a democracy and maintaining. I mean, that's a nice silver lining. It sounds good, and the Kuwaitis, you know, work with us and this and that. And you know, good partners in trade, etc. But eventually, the real world has to hit you, and this romantic thing that they're simply good. It's over ensuring a democracy stays. Although I don't know that they were a democracy, they were probably a theocracy. Uh, wait, which one has a king? What? A theocracy is a by religion. Which one yeah, has a king? A monarchy. And yeah, maybe it's a monarchy. Anyway, um, and uh, you know, but the, the idea that things are black and white—that is such an amateurish thing. And which is one of the reasons of Jimmy Kimmel's. Jimmy Kimmel is so it's so lame watching him because he's essentially. That girl who then was twenty years old, learning to think for the first time, and now he's in the his initial role, which is you know liberalism, progressivism, you know feels the look and feel of progress. Are you gonna throw up? What are you gonna do? Sneeze? What are you doing? It's <laughs> gonna just cough. Oh, go ahead, cough. <laughs> I can't. You were doing something that was was very. You know, progressivism I was feels. Trying not to cough. When you now I it, can't. When you knew it, uh, politics, progressivism feels. It's the easier. It's a more fun thing. It's so easy, and it's all about everybody gets equal. And you're taught this stuff in, as a little kid in school. So it, the 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 residual effect of all your time in school, you treat everybody nice, and everybody's equal, and all things are okay. And being different is what is, what makes us interesting, <laughs> and all those simple things. And those are nice things to think and feel, but in life, you know, it, 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 those can be your core tenets. But in life, life happens. Life has real things, and uh, you know, f- factors come that uh, can transcend, uh, you know, sweet and fluffy notions. Anyway, I'm way the hell off uh, base here. Oh yeah, yeah let's, get back. let's get back. Let's get back. Wow, you know what? Somebody was coughing. It threw me off. <laughs> All right, so let's get um, uh, back on topic. Sunny Hostin. Who's only put on Earth really for me to find a really absurd uh, comments from? I don't know anything about her, but she appeared a couple of years ago and says dumb thing after dumb thing. But the, that's what the view is. I, I assume somebody's in on the joke. But anyway, here's Sunny Hostin. She's a lawyer, so you know she's important. And in, for those of you listening, I'll just uh, content warning: you're in trouble again. I'm in trouble. Your pets are in trouble. We're all in trouble. I am actually surprised um, that this race has been so close, not because of the pollsters, but more importantly, because Mm -hmm. of the botched job that this president did. I mean, for the past four years, this president has shown us that he is a misogynist, that he is homophobic, Uh that he is uh, racist. And that he. I am shocked that racist came up. Here's Joy Behar in the background echoing it. That he mismanaged a a, a coronavirus pandemic to the tune of over 250,000 American deaths. He mismanagement. He he mismanaged death by death all the way up to 250,000. Day by day. Oh, there goes another one. Oh, there goes another one. As he's tweeting away, you know, he's tweeting, (laughs) you know, immediately, you know, it's. It's soldered right into the coronavirus are the fatalities, and that's all on him. He made, those were clear things that he did to make sure that there were casualties in this in, in deaths in this in this virus. All of the things he did that are just a given, just a given. Nobody, of course, says. By the way, can we just go through those one by one and talk about? No, no, no. Those are given in that in those circles. Yet fifty percent of America right. saw all of that and looked the other. 
Can you imagine? 50% saw all of that. So you had the evidence right now. So you saw it. So you right now, you are liable. You saw it. You were informed. But still. Their way to their brothers and their sisters and said, I'm going to vote for him anyway. To your fellow Americans in your family and say, despite the fact that he's killing you and raping you and making you poor and in, in making sure that the uh, that foreign actors will kill you, that no matter what, I don't care, I'm still going to vote for him. Just to spite you. And that is really disheartening because for me, that means that you are selfish, right? I'm not. It can only be that you're selfish. It cannot be. There is no possible way that you have a different feeling, that you've analyzed the issue and uh, dissected the issue in a different way than me. It cannot be. No. You'll have to take all of these laundry list of bullet points that I just spouted off. Those are law. Those are fact. Those are the word of God himself now in stone. But And you see them right in front of you. But still, because you're a selfish POS, still, you voted for him. I'm not going to say that 50% of Americans are racist and sexist. No, I'm not going to say that they're racists and sexist. I'm looking mm -hmm. at you, by the way. I'm looking at all of you. And, and, and homophobic. But I will say that that tells me that they will look the other way to that kind of behavior, to the plight of their fellow Americans, if personally they feel that they are right. doing okay and that they will do better under that, uh, that right. type of presidency. And that, I think, is despicable. It is un- This president had the African-American unemployment rate at the lowest in 50 years signed the First Step Act, which is releasing African-Americans from a lifetime full of shackles, and you looked the other way on that. I can't believe it. Looking the other way on the sexism where, uh, you know, women's uh, wages rose, uh, employment opportunities for all Americans rose. For homosexuals, I don't even know that it's homophobia, you see? You see, you look the other way as Richard Grinnell was made essentially his point man for foreign relations and then intelligence service because he's such a homophobe. And you look the other way while he did that. Uh-huh. A guy who was hung out with more homosexual people uh, happily <laughs> in public more than almost anybody else on earth, you know, and done business and enjoyed their company by all by and his wife, I would say, being a fashion model, has had an interaction here or there. I'm just saying. But it's incredible. There's no, there's no room for debate. No, it just is. It, it's our contention on what he is is fact, cannot be, be debated, will not be debated, no matter what. And you're in trouble. A lot of people in this country need to have a come to Jesus moment and look in the mm. mirror and see what they did. She's right about a lot of it. You need to have a come to Jesus moment. Does she mean we need to have a come to Jesus moment? Yes. Or does she mean they do? Because you do. Oh, I thought. No, I and see what you did. I thought the left at this point would self-reflect about. No, 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 no. There's no stop that. Stop that. You don't understand. Have you not been listening for the past four years? They've been saying they've tried to help you. Now you need to have a come to Jesus moment. You know what? Should we use Jesus? Well, the stupid, the stupid asses like Jesus, right? Okay, we'll use come to Jesus on them. We'll do that. Maybe they'll understand. Finally, maybe they'll understand that everything else has failed. It's certainly not us. <laughs> it's not us not doing a, a, uh, a an inventory on our own beliefs in our own uh, the facts that we sling around. Certainly not. It's not us who needs to have a reckoning with ourselves. We wouldn't even think that. No, no. Well, look at it. look how cool we live. We get coffee enemas, and we you know we have we drink the right kind of multisyllabic uh, lattes, and we have kids with names like Walnut and and and, <laughs> and Clayton and all the other names. So we're good. We already know that it's them. Um, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up actually because there's currently a um, a sort of panic happening on the left about the house. Um, so. The Democrats, you know, believed they could take not, the Senate. Not our House. No, no, no. The the House of Representatives in right. the United States Congress. Um, so the Democrats believed they could most likely take the Senate, which now it looks like will not happen. They could maybe tie the Senate if they win both the Georgia runoff seats. But um, more problematic, Robbie Mook 
was supposed to be running this big uh, camp super PAC uh, campaign, and it was they were supposed to pick up all these House seats. It was supposed to be a big blue wave, a repudiation of Trump. They were supposed to win a ton of House seats. Now it's looking that they might win. Well, hold on before you before you okay. If you don't remember, Robbie Robbie Mook was the omnipresent communications director for Hillary Rodham Clinton, who was very smug and was dancing on the graves of Republicans on November third of or November eighth of twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. um, because he knew it was in the bag. Was happy to call you deplorables. Was a smug West Wing kind of kind of wannabe kid. He should be on Pod Save America. He's a political uh, genius. Is oh, what exactly, you're exactly, and he's just one of these totally smugged uh, beta male. In other words, I don't believe in political zeitgeist as pornography, but if I did, <laughs> this would be a situation uh, very fitting. So yeah, so the republic, so the Democrats um, have been preparing for a blue wave. You know, they expected to. Well, obviously they expected to take the presidency. That goes without saying. But uh, and that may yet still come to fruition. But um, you know, they also expected Biden and the repudiation of Trump to sweep a whole bunch of Democrats into office. You know, they were looking at unseating Lindsey Graham, unseating Mitch McConnell in the Senate. You know, the Senate thing has not panned out for them at this point. But uh, they also wanted to pick up a bunch of House seats. They mm-hmm. had people running against John Cornyn in Texas. They had a they had a ton of great races that were shoo-ins, and Robbie Mook was running this huge super PAC. They spent billions of dollars. About um, by October, about ten billion had been spent. Um, you know, about a billion by the Biden campaign. About like six and a half of it was uh, by Democrats and Democratic PACs and stuff, and uh, about three and a half billion was by Republicans and Republican PACs. And um, now they're saying the total may end up being more like fourteen billion for the total by both parties this year, which is it blows away doubles all previous records for political spending. So they they blew a lot of money expecting to take back Congress, and they are going to lose House seats. They probably will still hold on to the House, but they may lose like ten plus seats in the House. And they are in the middle of an autopsy. They had a, a big call today. A Democratic caucus call with Pelosi, all the House of Representatives people, and this um, Erica Werner on Twitter, who I think she's a Washington Post reporter. She was getting leaked stuff from the call. And uh, here's what she said. <laughs> so, uh, so um, this is Spanberger. Alice, I think her name's Allison Spanberger. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a Virgi- actually sounds tasty. Uh, she's a Virginia congressman. Uh, Says Spanberger on the Dem caucus call. We lost races we shouldn't have lost. Defund both police almost cost me my race because of an attack ad. Don't ever say socialism again. We need to get back to basics is yelling. <laughs> if, <laughs> if we run this race again, we will get effing torn apart again in 2022, Spanberger says. Pelosi comes back on and says she disagrees. They won the House and the presidency. We have a mandate, Pelosi says before getting <laughs> off the call. Also, earlier in the call, Debbie Mukarsal Powell, who lost her race, was crying and mentioned how people... Oh, God, please, you have audio. <laughs> ...how people can't pronounce her name and said, stop being negative on Twitter. Jeffries comes back on to tell people to stop leaking and that reporters aren't your friends. <laughs> That's true. Jayapal uh, is telling Jeffries to find the leakers. It just keeps going as uh, Pascrell now calling out Schumer. Pelosi's done an amazing job, but where's Schumer in all of this? Mm. Says Pelosi has one hand tied behind her back. Rashida Tlaib saying, before we make painful statements, we need to wait and see how the numbers comes down. It feels like I'm being asked to be quiet and that we need to appeal to certain people, and that's not right. Ooh, I like that. Um, Talib says they called Obama worse. They called him a Muslim and a socialist, and you can blame those words, but it wasn't on if it wasn't on Black Lives Matter, it would have been on something else. So she doesn't believe that it's about anything Democrats did, apparently. Um, the end is in sight for this Dem caucus call. Uh, Jeffrey said seven to eight members are in queue and we'll wrap up, and then she goes off the And so uh, remember, thread. the far, far left is in those radicals in the media, they're upset as well. You're hearing them right now. We're getting yelled at. But the ones who are in the media, the ones who, are, who run city desks and copy desks, and mm-hmm. those people are upset. The editors are upset. They're ideologues, too. How the hell does this happen? So this template, which was perfected under the Trump presidency where everything is recorded and leaked, 
No, 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 no. Some of the less radical, some of the, the you know, some of the people, the failing army, you know, with uh, Khrushchev saying that anybody who retreated would be shot during the siege of, uh, of Leningrad. No, 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 no. This works now for congressional uh, conference calls as well. Mm-hmm. Now, don't you think, I mean, you, you're the apparatchiks up there who were elected to go make this thing work and you failed. So you're all deletable too by the own the, the left that you loved and created and caressed. Good luck with that because they're angry at you. These are gremlins who have eaten after midnight now and they are freaking <laughs> rabid. I'm going to get back to my uh, friend Joy Behar. A lot of people in this country need to have a come to Jesus moment and look in the mm. mirror and see what they did. She's right about a lot of it. A- again, we don't call people names, so, but look in. No, no. <laughs> No, not at all. But just look in the mirror and think about what you've done. We don't call people names and, you know, we're just saying that you love a homophobic (laughs) president, you love a rapist president, you love a racist president, you love him for some reason. We're not going to give you that reason, (laughs) but that's why you voted for him and you have that poster up and you happen to have a swastika flag, but we're not saying anything. That's just what we assume. The mirror and then say, did I vote because of my pocketbook? And did I ignore the fact that children are being separated from their parents? Did I vote because of I don't want black people moving into the suburbs and ignore uh, the fact that black people <laughs> are always behind the eight ball in this country and can't get a leg up because of my votes? People have to look in the mirror. Uh, you, uh, you know, the black people moving into the suburbs thing. I, I actually let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Exactly. Yeah. I would like to talk about um, that. That black people a lot of times can't move into the suburbs because of white people's votes, but not for president. Definitely no. not for president, uh, for school committee and for city council and for, uh, you know, it, what are they calling it now? Town council, because it used to be selectmen, but now it's town council. Right. You know, but right. if you live, if you go to a town where the sidewalks are pretty bricks, customized bricks generally, um, and uh, the signs are customized signs that look gorgeous. And some of the uh, some of the streets actually just have outdoor cafes. The streets have been, you know, shut off, et cetera. Uh, you'll find a lot of Black Lives Matter uh, posters in those towns. You will not find a lot of Black Lives in those towns. You will find a lot of property taxes that cost more than most Black people can afford to spend on housing altogether. Right, and a lot of those property taxes go because our precious offspring. Our precious offspring need more money spent on their education because all of them need an IEP and need all sorts of different – a battery of different people to help them Um, and because we want the best schools in the world. And if we get to choose the school we go to, we'll make sure that we choose the best school in the town. Now, if that's the school where there's more developmental kids in that school or if that's the school that's got the most um, minorities in it, Anecdotally, I've seen that a lot of really good people stay the hell away from that school and go to the uh, beautiful people's school. I'm not saying that we've ever lived this, uh, Alice, <laughs> in towns we've ever lived in. Oh but my gosh. man, the school as the status symbol is a thing in America. Well, you guys know. You guys have all of this crap. Anyway, let's move over from The View to CNN, where Essie Cup, my only personal um, interaction with Essie Cup was... I used to think about 15 years ago, she was on the air with us on the Michael Graham show. And she was, remember, she had a really bookish thing where she was really pretty and had smart person glasses. And mm-hmm. that was her thing. Uh, she librarian kind of look. Anyway, and so uh, as I was the producer of this radio show, it, was, it wasn't a raunchy show, but you know, sometimes it was a guy's guy kind of show. You know, like Jimmy Kimmel used to be on. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I always thought the SE Cup was very attractive, and so my, uh, and so when she was on the air with us, uh, the radio host said, "By the way, Essie, just so you know, our producer thinks you're uh, really, really attractive." And she said, "Yeah, well, I'm glad I spent all the money getting a master's degree for somebody to think that." Okay, you seem fun, but here's Essie <laughs> now um, with uh, somebody who is actually an oracle and a genius. Somebody I called Donald Tiberius Lemon. What happened to the Republican Party, the constitutionalists? That- what happened? What happened? Trump happened. And, yeah. and you know, Trump. Uh, were the constitutionalists supposed to go for Biden? I don't even know how you pluck that niche <laughs> out of the <laughs> entire scenario. What about the constitutionalists and versus the rigid 
originalists. I mean, you'd think that. What are you talking about? You don't even know what those words mean, Don. I, I used to say four years ago, Trump wore the Republican Party like a rented tuxedo. And four years ago, it wasn't a great line either. But I'm going to change it now. To, to get through the election. And here we are with the dry cleaning bill. That tuxedo is in the corner. It's crumpled up. It's got cigarettes. We get it, Essie. <laughs> I, you get it. Your master's degree brought us this metaphor. Thank you, Essie Cup. Butt stains and, you know, um, bodily fluids on it. And the Republican Party <laughs> has got to figure right. out what to do with the rented tuxedo. Uh, you know, they, they let him wear it. <laughs> For four years. I, 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 I can hear the people that control. It's time to get a new tuxedo. I don't know I what you guys were thinking. I <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody's talking imagine. about sweat stains. Please, arm please. Yeah. Look, look. It was the, sweaty. The, the, yeah, the well, no, no, she didn't. I get it. I get it, guys. That's very broadcasting, by the way. That's a that's a that's a joke that everybody can understand and assume is very funny. We get it, Essie. Can you imagine if you have the choice? I mean, it's a tough one now. Of everybody we've played, and there's a few cocktail tables set up, and you overhear in this in this bar these people talking. You don't go to, you don't hang out with any of these people. <laughs> these laughing hyenas with the se cup crowd with non funny jokes with Jimmy Kimmel uh, mad at us over stuff with Sonny Hostin saying, you know, I'm not saying it's racist, but everybody's a racist. With Joy Behar saying, you better have a come to Jesus moment. What an awful. A horrible bunch of people. They're so freaking unfun. Oh, goodness gracious. But thankfully, hopefully, I'll get a change and go to somebody who I consider a close personal friend, by the way, else, and somebody who is a beacon of optimism and gregariousness, my good friend Joy Reed. We've been reporting for five years, Rachel, about Russia. Oh, and Joy uh, and Rachel Maddow. So, you know, this is the table you want to be near. So once again, we've been reporting for five years, Rachel. About national security, you know, just, just undermining our national security. You know, the impeachment, um, the racism, the Nazis, all of it, <laughs> and then COVID laying on top of it. Which was such a gift from God. That's what told us we, we had it. Finally, 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 it would kill hundreds of thousands of people. And finally, people would listen to us. Felt like a repudiation was coming. Yes. And I think even though... Thank God COVID <laughs> came and that was the last thing we needed. Yes. Thank you. Give us 50,000 more deaths, please. Make it an even 300,000. That's something fantastic. We intellectually understand what America is at its base, right? That there is a great amount of racism, anti-blackness, huh. anti-wokeness, this idea that political correctness is some sort of scheme to destroy white America, right? Like, we know... No, not at all. I don't say white America. I would say America, America. Political correctness, some sort of scheme... It's interesting. You know, it used to be there were things that we all agreed on called illegal aliens. Then through political correctness, we weren't allowed to say aliens anymore. And then through political correctness, we were no longer say illegal. We can only call them immigrants. And so now we, since we've changed the language, can say that you're bashing immigrants and are anti-immigration. And you could be canceled for being considered so. But they're the ones scheming. Well, right, and they tip their hand a little bit when uh, they start to explain to us how now, like, Cubans and all these other Latinos are white, and, you know, some black men are white, too, now, and all these other things. Like, so, you know, that the reason why Donald Trump got reelected is because people are worried political correctness will destroy white America. Well, but if quote-unquote, white America is including a bunch of black people, Asian people, Indian people, and Hispanic people now. I mean, like, then, you know, I like you said, that's just America then at that point. Like, no, no. You need to have a come-to-Jesus moment, Alice. <laughs> what this country is, but you still, part of you, I think part of your, your heart says, you know what, maybe the country is going to pay pay off all of this pain, the, the children who were stolen uh -huh. with the repudiation. And as the night wore on, and, you, it, and I realized, and it sunk in, okay, that's not happening. Mm. We are still who we thought. You know, Almost unfortunately, been in the country in the country is going back to their office. Go yep. right back in. It is. It's. It's. It's disappointing. Why didn't they listen to us? And now we're even madder at these people. These people who, by now, by the way, we were supposed to be having truth and reconciliation tribunals for you people. You listening to this right now, from coast to coast, any of you who threw in with Trump, Trump, were supposed to be the target of tribunals to reeducate you and find out exactly what the hell you were thinking. And now you're still not listening. Why don't you respect us anymore? Uh, 
No idea why. No, not only are you people a lot of fun, Joy uh, <laughs> Behar and Joy Reed and and Jimmy Kimmel, but this punitive edge you have to you. It's like, what a bunch of dour jerks. Yeah, do the work. You need to look in the mirror and figure out where you went wrong. It was not us. It was not us. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi says, we have a mandate. We have a mandate. We lost 10 seats, and now we have a mandate. And, you know, I think Trump still has a shot at this thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a huge shot, but he he ha- because, you know, the Democrats are going to do whatever it takes here. But, um, you know, Trump still has a shot, and... Even if Biden is elected, though, you know, it's almost like they're mad at us for not giving them enough time before Biden's in office to set up the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions. You know, like, how are they supposed to get it all organized now? They were supposed to by now have it underway. And and this shows you actually just how sure they were because they were saying out loud, yeah, we're going to pack the Senate. Yeah, of course. We're going to pack the Supreme Court. We're going to have two more senators get rid of. Yeah, of course, because they knew they had already banked the election. All the elections. They knew they had a national mandate that maybe just a few of the 4% of racists wouldn't get it and wouldn't fall in line. Mm -hmm. But they knew. They had worked so hard. Jimmy Kimmel had changed his monologue into a dark and stormy, uh, you know, screed every single night. So they knew it. So then Mm -hmm. when election night it didn't happen, suddenly they're stripped of all the weapons, stripped of all this authority they they thought they would have. Mm -hmm. Now they've got nothing. Well, right. And I mean, doesn't that tell you that they believed the thing to begin with, that Russia tipped the election to Trump last time? That it wasn't really that, you know, enough people in enough states voted for Trump that he actually won. That was just unthinkable. It had to be, you know, like Russia ran Facebook ads that twisted the brains of the poor rubes in Michigan and they just couldn't help themselves. Um You know, one thing I think is interesting and that because everyone just views elections as who wins and loses at the end of the day, um, it's going to get overlooked ultimately. But there's a lot of talk about how Biden has now blown out um, Obama's 2008, his big record for how many people voted for him. And uh, that's true. He has now had more people vote for him than any um, presidential candidate ever. Um, second place is Donald Trump 2020. Uh, right. And Donald Trump is on track to probably also beat Obama's 2008 record. So no matter who wins, including Donald Trump, that president will have had the most people vote for them for president in U.S. history. And roughly, you know, so far in the vote counting, five or six million more people have voted for Trump than voted for him last time. And Six million. I think it's like five and a half million right, right. now, last yes. time I looked at the count. Yeah, he's so, almost at 70. Yeah. Last time so, it was 63. Yeah, so I think Obama's record was like 69 million, and Trump, when I looked earlier today, was like at 68 million and something. But they're still counting. They're going to get a ton more votes. You know, they're not done counting all the votes in California and all these places. There's millions more votes to be counted. Donald Trump, if he's reelected, which I think is still in the realm of possibilities here— you know, will have been elected by more Americans than Barack Obama in 2008. So, right. And that's despite all of the media, all of culture, mm-hmm. all of Jack Dorsey and Zuckerberg, all of the new flags on Twitter, all of the gatekeepers did everything they could, but mm-hmm. they couldn't stop Americans from absorbing information. And talking to each other. They talk to each other on podcasts. They listen to podcasts. They talk to each other at churches. Ugh, I know that's ugly. And those are those are mm-hmm. your lessers. If you're a big liberal elitist, those are your lessers. They talk to each other at churches. They talk to each other at events. They even go out when they're told not to by elected leaders because of right. diseases. And they talk to each other illicitly when they're not supposed to be. These people talk to each other. And they work amongst each other. And uh, all of them that you step on and look down on and lecture to, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't care. They don't like being told what to do. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, they don't want to hear you. They don't want to hear you from on high dictating to them. Can you imagine, by the way, only like a Hollywood actor is just a person who plays make-believe for a living. Or if one of these late-night comedians, you know, they usually go in a small studio, talk to 45 Mm -hmm. people in an audience. 
and you know have a bunch of people write jokes for them and do canned interviews with people. And they assume that since they do that for a living, that you're all going to listen. Can you imagine like somebody who owns a dry cleaner lecturing to you mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you need to listen to me, you know? Only these elitist fraud halfwits, you know, could it be so freaking <laughs> egotistical to think that they could can do something like that. But it is uh, it is what it is, as they say. All right, Alice, anything else we got to uh, clean up, or uh, should you uh, plug our various platforms? I think that's it for the evening. You can uh, check us out at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter. I'm Alice Shattuck on Twitter. He's Tom Shattuck on Twitter. We're also on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Uh, Where's YouTube? People are asking about YouTube. Um, there is a YouTube. It's not very co- But there is cover. a YouTube. We're just not on it. That's... <laughs> C'est la vie Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.